the governors uh, got together and said, look, let, let's play for a hog. Let's play for a pig. Ben and Eric gather at their laptops. One's a gopher, one's a hog guy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pot of Rosedale. Bronze pig full of hot takes. I'm one of the hosts, Ben, Hawkeye fan, along with Eric the gopher fan. Eric, I think I owe you some beer. I think you do. I think you do, and you see, you should be happy about this. When I you am. Seem down, okay. Well, there, there. Look, there are some negatives that came away from that game too. We'll talk about it. Position-wise, great, fantastic. But Iowa basically the last bits of their passing games ACL was torn. Well, th- what bits those are? I mean, come on now. Let's, it's it's let's even worse. The, Iowa started the season with two viable passing threats. And now has zero. So, but whatever. I mean, oh, no, it's it sucks. That sucks. I I wish he didn't get hurt because, I mean, it's gonna be a slog of a game anyway. So like, at least there's some some sort of offense. I mean, is who's the first to 100 yards this well, Saturday? Well, we're we're get there, Eric. You're referring to the annual the battle, battle for the Floyd Rosedale. The whole the premise question. of this podcast is built off of the game on Saturday. The game of the year, as far as this podcast is concerned. Big, big deal. But Our Super Bowl. Let's let's pause that. Let's table that for a little bit later in the podcast. Yes. That's where this that's where we're rowing this boat, Eric. We're gonna row we're it over the discussion. We're it. Oh, is that a bad omen? Maybe. I it's look. In the history of college football, three uh, two of the three lowest over/under totals, Eric, are from matchups between Iowa and Minnesota. Two of the three. Well, in like the All 1920s, time. or no? How far no, back are we going? Literally, ever since they've done over/unders, this is the lowest record. Two of the three lowest recorded over/unders are Iowa and Minnesota. Each of the last two years. The last two years ever in the history of college football. Oh, like, yes, since they've done over-unders. I don't know when they started doing that. Uh, yes, so it's 32.5. Yes, that's one of the three lowest over-under totals in the history of college football. Wow. Yes. That is a stat. Holy shit, Ben. Our that's team. Setting Abys- Abysmal. That's setting, abysmal. Setting the bar at rock bottom, at the bottom of the Mariana Trench, is the, the bar for Iowa. Is, for, uh, is Goldie and Herky. They're down there hanging out. Yeah, it's it's mucky, it's gross. They're all a, they have the bends or whatever, you know, it's terrible. But here's the thing, you talk about over under. I I said go heavy on the under in Iowa and Wisconsin and you seem to think I was crazy. And no, 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 I didn't have a problem with the under. I was the uh You didn't I, even think I was gonna cover. Correct. I over or the under was, is fine. I had no problem with the under. I don't have a problem with the under for well, Iowa Minnesota either. You've been patting yourself on the back all season. I'm going to pat myself on the back for. I'm, I'm so delighted I, to be wrong. You could have made some money on me on what I said on Saturday. Oh yeah, it was uh, it was nuts. And all I get is all I get is what some t- toppling Goliath. Oofta. Okay. What what beer do you want? You pick the beer. No, what no, do you that's want? That's fine. That's good. That's fine. Okay, I can uh, you know. Oofta, eh? We can, I can find some beer that's titled Oofta. I don't know. Well, row the boat. Skyuma. Is there a Skyuma ale somewhere that I could buy? No. Okay. All right. Toppling Goliath. Some, if there's a kind of Toppling Goliath you particularly like, let me know. I mean, I, you know, there's a lot of choices. Pseudo Sue is, I think, generally the most popular, but if there's, if you want an IP, if you want something heavier, 
you let me know. No, that no works. Scores. Okay. No, I'm happy to be wrong. The game went. Yeah, let's I mean, talk about it. Let's talk about it first. You want to talk that's about how Iowa, Iowa wins in 2023. Uh, that's how Iowa wins these games. They got one huge play. They got the 82-yard touchdown run, and that was basically it. I mean, they had a couple of nice runs early in the fourth quarter with good field position to get another let field me just, that, that was Let it. me just get this out of the way. You beat the Badgers favored by eight and a half points, right, weren't they? Or nine? Was it eight, eight and a half or nine? Something like that? Seven yeah, and a half? It, 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 it oscillated, depending on when you look. I, I saw okay. it at ten. There was nine and a half. It probably maybe dipped as low as eight and a half. Your Hawkeyes, to go six and one, they beat this team on the road with 37 yards passing. I know. 37 yards in the that, the whole game. It wasn't they, like – one passing yard in the second half. It wasn't one like after yard. after the first drive there was an earthquake and the game didn't end. That was the entire game. 37 – most teams have 37 yards more in one play passing in one play. Like that is crazy. Insane that you win 15-6 to six with 37 yards passing. Sorry. Only, just, no, that's fine. Five of those, my mind. All, most of those yards were in the first quarter. Five passing yards after the first quarter, I think, or maybe six. I mean, we're Completed talking single digits. six passes. Yep. Yep. It, in the past two weeks, is are we at ten yet? Has has he completed ten passes yet? Yeah, he, I think they had six the week before, so a whopping okay. twelve between twelve passes combined in the last two games. Uh, it's yeah, it's they they won without a passing game. Their passing game was not functional, well, and they wh- might not have a functional passing game the rest of the year. Like they Correct. might just yeah. have absolutely no passing game. This is for those who maybe didn't. Eric All the tight end, he has a torn ACL. He's out for the so year. So Iowa started the year with a really great one-two combo: of Lachey and Eric All. Both those guys lost for the year. After that, it gets dire. Iowa's completed. I don't know, like four passes to wide receivers in the last three games. Yeah. They could not pass the ball. And they might not be able to pass. This is as close as you get in Division One college football to just having no passing game. Not like a bad passing game, like none. It, it this, doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's we're back to the old days of just running the ball and you're, you're like no forward pass. But the crazy so thing is... So here's an analogy to... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, in your way to it, to a one-loss Big Ten West championship is the ratty-ass Gophers, the ratty-ass Illini, and Nebraska. Like, you couldn't have scripted it better, a better just, like, lane to clear out and win the Big Ten West with this team that literally cannot throw the ball. It's, this is one, yeah. one of the craziest situations, I think, I, in I think, college football And here's the history. thing. I, Iowa... It's probably going to slip up at least once, but they can. They basically can lose one of the last five games, and it doesn't matter. There's virtually no way that if they lose a game, it's they're not going to win the Big Ten West. Well, you you have two Big Ten losses if you lose. Not a, yet. Oh yeah, but every other team. If you lose another one, has, yeah. Yeah, one now. They lose another one. That's two. That's more. That's enough. There's nobody else in the Big Ten West is winning out. Wisconsin has to play Ohio State still. And they're down their starting quarterback. They've got their backup in. Minnesota still play Ohio State. Uh, correct. Purdue already has three losses. Illinois already has three losses. The only real threat is if North- Nebraska were to win out. I guess that would be the one situation if I was only lost Nebraska and Nebraska going up. Really? Yeah, you Iowa just can can't lose somewhere. two games. You just can't lose two games. Correct. Correct. But Iowa can lose one, and it's like they still control their own fate, basically. 
But this is I'm gonna I want to give this analogy to anybody. Uh, Hawk fans of my generation are older, basically, maybe a little bit younger. 2004. This was the year of the quote unquote angry running back hating God, where Iowa was down to like their fifth string running back, a guy named Sam Brownlee. They literally could not run the ball. I mean, they did not have a functional running game for a good half of the season. This is the passing game equivalent to that. Uh, Iowa had to pass way more than they wanted to in 2004. It was the Drew Tate magic year. I mean, you had two injuries. It's a, I don't think it's Three. injury. Well, quarterback. Yeah, you had the quarterback. Or... You lose the starting quarterback, and Deacon Hill has is clearly not as good. He has major accuracy issues. He is also not great at reading the field. And they lost He's their terrible. only two, their only He's two terrible. receiving threats. So yeah, I would say it's injuries that have, have. I mean, Iowa's passing game was pretty bad, and now it's non-existent. The floor has fallen out. It's. I don't know how Iowa's going to get to 100 yards in any single game the rest of the year passing. And, and to be clear, 100 yards passing is awful. 100 yards passing was awful 20 years ago. 100 yards passing in 2023. Is such a low bar, and Iowa, I don't know. They might clear it once or twice. Maybe against Northwestern. Maybe. Maybe against Illinois. Maybe. Well, a Gophers pass defense is not very good. They aren't, but it's not going to matter. Iowa, so Iowa ran the ball 86% of the time on first down last week. 86% of the time. That's a lot. They ran it against a team that's supposed to have a great defense, right? And I mean, it. 80% of the time on second down. And they did okay. I mean, that's the one bright spot. As Iowa ran the ball, it wasn't – I mean, they had the one big play, but they also ran the ball okay against Wisconsin. 200 rushing yards. Against against Wisconsin in Madison for the first time in a really long time. So Iowa's going to run the ball a bunch. They're not even – they're going to try to pass as little as possible. Because here's the thing. Of those eight <laughs> – Iowa tried to pass the 16 times. They were sacked twice. Of those – 16 pass attempts of those incompletions, like four of them were deflected and floated in the air and could have been picked off. I mean, the very last one that was called the pick initially, then taken away. That was the last time I tried to pass it. And then Kirk was like, they're not going to be able to score on us. We're done passing. You, Zero. Is Kirk making that call? I think so. Think? Or Brian knows that's what Kirk wants. I was passed it once in the fourth, fourth quarter, each of the last two games, one pass attempt of all their plays in the fourth quarter. That's it. Iowa is squatting on the lead and taking zero risks and just forcing the teams to move the ball. If Iowa's got a lead against Minnesota in the fourth quarter, they're going to do the same thing. They're going to just run the ball and force Minnesota to try and then move the ball on their own. That's what they're going to do. So they're going to do every single game this year. And that might work. If Iowa's got a lead in the fourth quarter, I mean, there's not too many, there's no scary offenses left. There's not a single scary offense left on the schedule. Some varying quality defense. But yeah, losing Eric. I mean, losing Eric Hall. It, yes, it it really does. When he was the only he caught five of the six completions against Purdue was Eric Hall. He's an actual. He's a actually a good run blocker. They used him a lot in and run formations to create counter lanes. He was really really good, and he was really the only guy that consistently could catch passes. I mean, he caught two of the passes before he tore his ACL. I mean, it's it's brutal. So that's the trade off because we're gonna talk Iowa and Minnesota, but. You called your Gophers trash or whatever you called them, garbage bin. What did you call your dingy? Rat, ratty. Ratty. There ratty. we go. That was ratty. That was that was how you described them. I was not a big favorite at home over your ratty Gophers. Three and a half points is not for a red was, team. A one-loss team at this point in the season against the Gophers to only – I mean, that is – the Vegas, I think, 
sees a little something happening. Correct. Well, everybody, it's it's everybody can see that Iowa cannot pass the ball, and that even if Iowa gets a lead, they're not going to try to build on the lead. So one or two plays can keep it close. It's brutal. So it was a great win. Iowa ran the ball well and shut Wisconsin down a bunch. Tory Taylor, incredible. Give him the Ray Guy Award, please. Just let's just be done. Yeah. We need to pretend. Just give him the Ray Guy Award. He's the best punter punter in college football. Uh, Did he win it last year? No, he lost to I don't know if it was the Rutgers guy or the Michigan State guy. One of the another Big Ten punter. I don't remember which one it was, but he didn't win it last year. He might not have even been nominated. Again, I think he'll win it this year, um, and he needs to go pro and start making a ton of money because he's great. Uh, oh, how do you draft him? Third I round? Mean, nobody drafts punters in the third round. If you win the fifth Is round, it would be it? shocking. I mean, I maybe. It depends on what your needs are, I suppose. I'd be surprised if he wasn't drafted in at least the seventh. He seems if he had if I was forced to guess, I'd say somebody would get him in the sixth. But fifth round is possible. He's great. Anyway, I mean, everybody gets it. Can be just set at punter for the rest of his career for a decade. I was just looking uh, passing yards per game in all of college football. Uh, the bottom two teams are Air Force and Navy. The arm, you know, that they right. usually don't. Run. Yes, I mean, they, they run triple run option or whatever all day, all day yeah. Uh, the next one is the Iowa Hawkeyes, and mm-hmm. the one right above them is the Golden Gophers. So, really, if you throw out the, you know, the Air Force Academy and Navy. The teams which, who are philosophically yeah. against right. passing the ball, yes. Iowa and Minnesota are the bottom two in passing yards per which game. Which explains the over-under. Uh, before we start really trying to figure out how unpleasant this game is going to be, just want to say we've been hyping Maryland up. I did say yeah. they play a real team, they get jostled around, and then they start to just crater back to earth. And they just lost as two touchdown favorites to Illinois. At I home. think the game is at home. Yeah. Yep. Not great, Bob. It's a last last second field goal, but yeah. Uh, but they were 14-point favorites. So everybody's on the hype train, and then they kind of choke. They get a week off. They're going to play Northwestern. If they choke that game, they're really in trouble. But now the margin gets squeezed. They haven't played Penn State yet. They haven't played Ohio, or they haven't played Michigan yet. So it's just going to be a little bit of a squeeze. They still have Nebraska, who's got a real defense, even if their offense is bad. So going to be a bit of a squeeze. Um, and Michigan State just keeps cratering. Blue. It was it was go for ask. I, I what was it? They were up twenty four to six. Late in the third, early in the fourth. They, they 21 they, straight points in the fourth quarter. Yep, record, and they, so. they, yep, yep, they uh, squandered that lead with some first-rate chokery. Punter fumbles the ball and into the end zone, basically, for a gimme touchdown, as much as you can get. Just uh, comedy of errors. It was go for us. I mean, is struggles. that Rutgers game maybe the scariest one on Iowa's remaining schedule? Like, that, that could be a... Tricky one. The one that scares me the most is Nebraska, and then followed by your Gophers. Uh, those are the two that scare me the most. Nebraska has the best rush defense of any team left on on Iowa's schedule, and I was again they can't pass. So anybody, I mean, everybody's going to absolutely just dare Iowa to pass. There's going to be some opportunities just because every team's like, look, I, Iowa pass is going to run the ball. 
We're just going to assume run. If you assume run, you would have been right 86% of the time. That's a really high degree of rate. And then even if somebody's open, can Deacon Hill hit them? Can he make the right read? Wisconsin didn't have a hard time confusing him. Everybody's going to just try to try to trick him and get him into a mistake. And he's been really lucky with none of these deflections turning into interceptions. That's going to be the, the big bugaboo. And if Iowa were a team that had some creativity, they might have Deacon Hill run, but he doesn't run. They haven't even run a quarterback sneak. Drives me nuts. But uh, it's going to be brutal. But let's, you know, before we get into our, our eye, let's get into the nitty-gritty. Let's do a quick rundown of the other Big Ten schedule here. Uh, you get Rutgers and Indiana at, at 11 o'clock on Saturday. Rutgers is a five-point favorite. Rutgers wins, they're bowl eligible, and I imagine folks have to be pretty happy with that. Um, the other 11 o'clock game is probably the real Big Ten game of the week. We're, we're not going to talk about it in more detail because everybody else is going to talk about it. It's the one that most people has the most implications of the playoffs, the Big Ten title race and everything. That's Penn State at Ohio State. Ohio State's just a four-point favorite. Do you have a – who are you picking in that game? I think Ohio State wins, but I do think it's really close. I think that – Four-point spread is pretty accurate. I I well, I'm going to go Penn State, but yes, it's going to be a tight game. Oh. Just well, I just just because I was, I hyped Penn State earlier, and we'll see. I, I think they're going to win and and do a little bit of disruption this year of the Ohio State Michigan. Penn State got out some aggression. Would they win like 63 nothing against UMass or something like that? Yes, what a what a compelling game that was. Yeah, return two punts yeah. for touchdowns. Just laughably pointless game. Just utterly silly. But I, whatever. I'm sure it was fun to watch if you cared about Penn State. So then 2.30 rolls around. Again, we've got Iowa, Minnesota. Pause that. Well, here's the real question. It's on NBC, right? The Iowa-Minnesota game? Oh, is, is it the Fall Out Boy? The fall, but it, but, so there's a later game. The Michigan... Michigan State games, the night, they usually reserve Fall Boy for the night game, right? So I, I I won't have – I'll hear it because they'll be constantly promoting the main game. but Oh, I see. Yeah, it's not worthy. At 2.30, it's too I early for so. Fall Out Boy. Okay. I think it's too early, but I, I'm sure I'll hear it, and I'll want to stab pencils in my ears because it's Well, don't awful, do that. But... Don't make yourself go deaf out of disgust. Just turn the volume off on the TV. Maybe do that instead. That's probably smart. Yeah. I, I want you to have hearing. You can't really do a, okay, a so podcast if you're deaf. But let's, Michi- let's Michigan's gonna blow up Michigan State. I mean, that I, game's I pointless. Yeah. Yes, Nebraska's hosting Northwestern. It's a 11 point game. Wisconsin Illinois is genuinally interesting. Wisconsin's only two and a half point. I years think years. so. Yeah, I think that might be a tight Illinois coming it, off a big win. It is. Wisconsin loses. Uh, you know, they're just not going to be as good. They Quar- lose a running their quarterback is hurt. Right, he's out they, for the year as well. Mordecai. I, I, he broke his hand. I don't know how long it takes a broken hand to heal, but I assume yeah, no, a month to not, two months. Yeah. Yeah. For the Gophers' sake, I guess I would rather him. I mean, he's not very good. He wasn't very good against Iowa, clearly. But uh, uh, I, I guess I'd rather face the backup. I think so. Well, the, Mordecai could occasionally run, and the backup clearly wasn't going to run. And I, he just, I don't know. He, I mean, he looked flustered. It was Iowa. He's like a true freshman, wasn't he, the backup quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I, he just doesn't have a lot of reps or a lot of yeah. experience. But, I mean, mistakes are there. That's genuinely a fun game. I'd be interested in that if it wasn't occurring during a, a more important game. So we'll see. I mean, I you know I guess since Illinois already has three yeah. losses, uh, I, boy, uh, you know, I was a believer in Wisconsin and their schedule is still pretty good. But I think Bielema continues his revenge yeah. tour, gets the win. I do too. I do too. 
Um, I just think they're going to be flummoxed and everybody, they're just going to stop Braylon Allen and the, the backups just not going to be able to get it done. But I mean, it's I wasn't tight. that, I mean, Braylon Allen is, he's kind of a quandary to me. He looks like the biggest, strongest guy out and he's fast too, but he seems to get tackled really easily. I, I, it's, it's odd to me. You would think a guy like that would be impossible. Like you think of uh, Derek Henry in the NFL, right? He, he is like a giant and it seems like guys can hardly tackle him, but Berlin Allen seemed to just go down like with a breeze. I don't. It was weird. Maybe it's because Iowa's linebackers are so good at tackling. I don't know. I think they're really good. And then in the open field, people just went low on him because he's so big. I think he has trouble getting all that low. So I mean, he did run over uh, Quinn Schulte in that that pass play. It was really really good. I mean, he's pretty physical. But I mean, I did see. Yeah, some defensive backs would go low and yeah, that was like when the D-backs or safeties would. I think Dejean tackled him on one play. I was like, you're like three times the size of this guy. Like, what's going on here? Well, Dejean's all world, but that's. I mean, if your point is he sucks because there's not that good. I don't know. He seemed really good. No, he just he outweighs him by 150 pounds, and I mean, Dejean's a great athlete. I'm not saying he's not, but to literally take a guy who's like twice your size down that easily seems odd to me but oh okay all right yeah well maybe yeah i don't know maybe he needs to work on whatever it, it would needs. it would concern me if i was going to consider drafting him in the nfl but hmm, maybe let's uh take another look at this guy. you wouldn't draft him with the number two pick overall that wouldn't be uh, your no, choice i would not okay interesting okay so let's get to it again uh, the most now, like impo- uh, was that like a saquon barkley dig is that what is that what you're doing there? I, I, yeah, that was a reference to our okay. previous debate about whether Saquon Barkley should have been drafted with the number two pick overall. Yes, that was a reference. That sounds like, yes, if the Vikings have a top ten pick, you certainly don't want it spent on Braylon Allen. That would disappoint you. I'd love it if the Vikings had a decent running back, but that's another podcast. Gatemakers isn't going to get it done for you? No. <laughs> okay. And, and Madison can't hold on to the ball, so oh, yeah, whatever. Uh, back to college football. Yeah, let's segue. I don't know why. Why did I say that like Borat? My wife. <laughs> Bye, college football. Very <laughs> nice. Bye, the rules dead. It's big. Um, all right. Iowa hosting Minnesota. Iowa has defeated the Minnesota Golden Gophers eight straight times, Eric. Eight in a PJ row. PJ Fleck has not beaten Iowa. They've been close, right? At least we can say that. Oh, they've been very close. I think yeah. Minnesota has outplayed Iowa each of the last two years, 2021 and 2022. I think overall, I think for you know 80% of both of those games, the Gophers outplayed, but it was just a few plays here and there. 2021, it was a couple of big pass plays where Iowa was able to get get just enough offense. And then last year, it was just they got like the fumble from Ibrahim that squandered a scoring drive. It's just... The Gophers coming into Huntington Bank South. Sure. Ooh, what a what a burn. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> and there will be bad. not a single Gopher fan. It's like there won't be any Gophers there. Well, there'll so. be a few. There'll be a few walking around with their walleye and goofy faces, and their uh, oh. maroon and gold shirts. Just a few. Are, are you going to? I mean, are you visiting your relatives? Do they? Are you going down for that? Uh, I am not, and that's not okay. going to work this weekend. Okay. I don't know if you're going there. Well, so, quick aside, last week Iowa beats Wisconsin. Your wife loves the Hawkeyes. You hate Wisconsin. So was it just a win-win overall? Yeah, we were both cheering for the Hawkeyes. I was very much 
ha- happy. So- sometimes I'll do this thing when I'm watching the Hawks with my wife. We're like, I'm trying to secretly support her team, but in the back of my mind, I kind of want them to lose. And, and like when like when they played Penn State, I was like, she was like mad that they lost, but I was kind of like secretly happy, you know, because I, I I don't want them to see, I don't want to see the Hawkeyes win out and dominate the Big Ten. So uh, this was a yeah, this was Uh-oh. one of those games where we're both on the same page and we're both like yeah. Hell yeah! You, you were you you pretend because you you know you have to convince your wife that you right. value her happiness, but secretly you're more happy if Iowa loses. Yeah. Generally, but this time you were actually aligned. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you're confessing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, for it's all not the like she's going to listen to this or anything. <laughs> That's true. I don't know if she listens to it or not. I have no idea. Maybe she hears your voice. Too she much will. Like, she's she's great. She'll listen to this. Okay. And then she'll be mad at me. But that's oh, okay. good. Well, the, this is uh, honesty corner here. We're. <laughs> Well, okay. I hope it was worth it then. Um, I hope the fight isn't too bad. As long as Iowa wins Saturday, I think well, Saturday be happy. we are definitely we are definitely not aligned on. Definitely we are on opposite ends of the spectrum on Saturday. So, over under thirty two and a half, which is pitifully low. Currently on ESPN. See, and this is the worst kind of matchup because like the Gophers really have nothing to gain in terms of like their season. I guess they could technically win out if they. Beat Iowa and Wisconsin, they'd hold the tiebreaker on Iowa, right? They'd still have to beat Ohio State. So there's still a chance. They're mathematically out of it. Right? No, no, no. They just have to hope for chaos, right? So if Minnesota wins out for everybody except Ohio State, sorry, I'm not considering that a serious possibility. I don't say that to hurt you, but I think it's really unlikely. So Minnesota could hope for some crazy scenarios. If it's Minnesota 6-3, and three, you can hope for a lot of chaos. You can hope for Iowa to lose twice because you, you once more, really. You can certainly hope for Wisconsin to lose once more. You know, and you just would need Nebraska to lose once more, and then you'd be fine. So there are absolute scenarios where Minnesota. So you're telling me win. there's telling me there's a chance. Yeah, this is this isn't even a one. It's not. It's better than even one in a million. It's not even a one in a million chance. It's better than that, Eric. What's all this one in a million talk? Uh, what, was that, what was that one in a million talk? <laughs> yeah, it's so. To, if you're t- thinking in terms of the Big Ten West title. Yeah, I mean this is do or die. At this point, I think if Minnesota loses, then it's then an you have elimination to say we're, game. Then yeah. you're then you're out. It's not like winning it clinches it. It's not it's a that high. Game. But where it's at, where the Gophers are at, they need it because if they fall through the third Big Ten loss plus another to Ohio State, hoping Iowa loses three well, more times, ta- four more times seems pretty you're unlikely. Also, you're coming off a bye, so you've had two weeks to scheme and rest your guys. Iowa's beat up. By you know by all almost their entire of course well, like you said all of their offensive like weapons are hurt. Uh, it's on the road, so that that's a notch in Iowa's favor. And the Gophers are terrible, ratty, and they have a bad quarterback. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a toss up. I think at this point, functionally it is. I mean this is, I think. You know, if you look at the line, basically they think Iowa is slightly better than Minnesota plus the games in Iowa City. I mean, that's roughly – I think I saw it open at four. I might have seen like a five at one point. I now see it at three and a half on ESPN. It's just, You just can't let – you can't let punt returns or defensive – you can't throw pick sixes or fumble. To, that's just like you cannot do that. Well, here's if you the biggest do mistake – yeah, here's the big mistake Wisconsin made is they went for it on fourth and one – well, fourth down twice – one of them was in field goal range on their on their first possession. Yeah. It was stupid. You take the points. Against Iowa, you take the points. Do not 
you just don't want to take the risks. They, I, I, I would, I would punt it on fourth and one from the forty-eight or whatever. Like just, you just don't want to do anything that would flip field position. You don't want to take unnecessary risks. Turning the ball over is about the worst thing you can do, and I think PJ knows that, and I think. Kaliak Manis isn't going to pass it much. I think no. it's going to be a lot of handing the ball off to Darius. Ten Taylor. passes? Does he throw ten passes? Not not there, unless the Gophers fall behind. Well, even it, we, even when we saw Michigan, well, he barely threw the ball. Um, here's the thing: what's what's the lowest? Here'd be a fun stat: the the lowest number of pass attempts in a college football game. I mean, that would be a fun test because we might we might see that on Saturday. I in mean, the modern modern era. Of, oh, of, yeah, just the 21st century. Just yeah. start with the year 2000 and up. What's the lowest passing total? I mean, it's probably like an Army-Navy game, I suppose, or whatever was. was sure, it. yeah. That's probably what it is, but will this come close to any non-Army-Navy game? Quite possibly, because I think, yeah, PJ's just going to run it a lot. It's going to annoy Gopher so fans. So conservative. He's going to be I so I was going to do the same thing. Yep. Um, it's the I, battle I, of the conservative play callers. Oh, it's going to be ugly. I mean, it's one or two fluke stupid plays. Like against Wisconsin, it was one 82-yard touchdown run, something similar. Yes, you, you don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't punt to Cooper DeGene if I could at all di- help it. The big difference is Iowa's defense is otherworldly. I mean, well, really, that's true. like, is this one of the, this is one of the best Iowa defenses you've seen? Right? It's up there. Yeah, I, yeah. The pass rush has gotten a lot better. The pass rush was kind of struggling early on. But they've gotten a lot better. There's, it's interesting. There's, yeah, not a lot of not, not a lot of sacks or even quarterback pressures. Um, there's not like a. I mean, DeGene's a standout, but other than him, I can't. I can't even think of. Uh, couldn't. I mean, there's a few linebackers there that make plays, but I was, I, they don't force a lot of turnovers either. That's the other thing. I mean, they have recently. They got two against Wisconsin. They got, yeah, but that's not a lot. I mean, it's not. Two it's is not a like really good amount. Uh, I don't know how they got three against Purdue, four against Michigan State. They didn't get any against Penn State, which was part of the problem. So they've gotten a few more lately against worse offenses. They're but, time, timely turnovers, I guess, is part of it. That's true. No, but what Iowa does, what they always do, they make everybody really, really inefficient at moving the football. People can't move the ball. There just are never any chunk plays, so people are always moving the ball very, very, very slowly. You give up very few big plays, so you've got to execute a 15-play drive to get into the end zone. Penn State is really the only team that did that consistently. I, mean, I would never – there's never like a blown coverage, right, where there's like how did – that guy's wide open. Like it just never happens. Correct. Is Parker the best – he's the best defensive coordinator in the Big Ten, right? I think – well, I think so, obviously. I think yeah, he's incredible. I, he's transcendent. He, is he one of the best big co- defense corners in college football? Yeah, oh, right? absolutely. I I mean, you could you could argue Georgia or something, although Georgia, of, I think, top to bottom has more talent than Iowa Of does. all the criticism – right, exactly. Of all the criticism you give Brian Ferentz, I think the opposite should go towards <laughs> Parker. Like, it does. You, you preach, does brother. Does it, though? Do, uh, not nationally. I don't think – Well, maybe nas- not nationally. I the story know. nationally is how the Brian Ferentz point watch, and it's all about that bullshit. When the story nationally should be that this one lost team is dominating because of this amazing defensive coordinator. Like, I'm going to start the bandwagon of it's Phil Parker, right? Yes. Yep. Norm was yeah. the guy before, right. uh, but yeah, yeah, no relation. No relation. Norm. Right. Yeah. But he's incredible. Unbelievable. Yeah. Every year. I mean, he should be the head lost. coach. He should be the head coach. 
if Ference retires and you get Parker as the head coach, that is. I just don't I want think, him to stop being defensive coordinator. I don't want him to like give that job well, to somebody else. A lot of times, those guys will st- keep their you know play, play defensive play calling and all that and be the head coach. Yeah. Uh, if he if he wants that, great. I'd be for it because uh, he also seems like the kind of guy who'd say, "I don't care about offense at all." He seems like a guy who loves defense only. So he'd say, "You know what?" But isn't uh, that what the team structure has now? I mean, that's no different than how it is no, now. No, but my point is, he wouldn't impose his philosophy on offense. Parents has a very strict philosophy. I'm saying he'd say, "All right, I'm just going to get offensive coordinator to run the show because I don't want to think about it because it's annoying." Yeah, and that'd be that's great. What I'm saying, yeah. I want to spend a lot of time thinking about the defense. That's what's fun for me. You run whatever offense you want, you know, as long as it's not terrible, yeah. whatever. That Sure, if he wants the job, I'd be all for it. That, would, that was like that the Patriots, do. right? Bill Belichick was like, Tom Brady, you handle the offense. I'll, you know, I'll focus more on defense and special teams. And look, that worked out. Sure. I, I, I'm all for it. That's fine. I think uh, many Iowa fans would be for it. No, it's, they lost a bunch of talent, and they're still great. And and the thing is, yeah, I mean, the, the defensive line doesn't have some. And they like, get crazy. better. They get better as this season gets. Well, the D line's getting better. They're getting more pressure. Uh, and even that, I mean, they they pressured the backup and Mordecai a fair amount, flushed him out of the pocket, jacked you know, him up. Forcing, I mean, it, hit, it wasn't a back injury, or you said hand, but his that hand. Was on he, the, he threw his hand. He his hand hit a dude's helmet. helmet. Yeah, yeah, he basically like shattered his hand on a dude's helmet. Yeah. The, so the, I don't know how much credit they get for that. But no, he was no, he they, was flushed out of the pocket it and threw it running out of bounds i mean it, sure you know he wasn't comfortable at all in the in that game no, no, and neither no, was the backup no quarterbacks haven't really been since since michigan state really but caliac um, manis is going to be oh he's cool as the other side of the pillow well, it's going to be gonna, the, the thing that gophers have is that if he can scramble if caliac manis can the few times he does drop back and either keep it on his own read design quarterback draw or you know covered up passing plays the, that would be the best weapon that Gophers probably have. What if he just scrambling. comes out just slinging it, throws for like 350 yards? Well, then the Gophers will win the game handily. It won't even be close. Oh, wait. If, I, I was dreaming when I said that. There's no way that's happening. Well, no. Yeah, that would be that would be half the yards the Gophers have for the season at that point. He would yeah. he, he go 150% increase. But it, it, just the way Iowa plays. I mean, they Iowa squatted basically on like a four-point lead, and then they, it got to a six-point lead, and Iowa squatted on it. Iowa will squat on a lead. Iowa's not going to try to extend a lead late in the game. They're not going to do anything. They're going to just say, we've got the lead. We're going to force Kaliak Manis to throw it. He's not going to be able to do it. That's, what, that's absolutely what's going to happen. And the only thing is, yeah, he can actually scramble a bit. That's a yeah, potential but, weapon. Well, was it the second play, la- the last game they played against Michigan, he threw a pick six? Was it either the first or second play? It was the first his play. First, his first pass, pick six. Boom. Well, yeah. Again, I, I th- I th- I'll be surprised if they come out even attempting passes. I think it's going to be we're going to just set up the run, feel Iowa out. Yeah, we're probably going to go three and out the first drive. Maybe we get one first down and punt, and it's going to be a punt fest. I mean, Iowa punted pun. it, God, was it 11, 12, 13 times, yeah, something like that. but that's against... a weapon. I mean, that's a weapon when you got a guy's pinning him in well, the, he's great. within the 10-yard line every other time. That's how they're going to play. You know, they're going to just say, you know, we can trade three and outs with Minnesota and gain 15, 20 yards that way. Force uh, Minnesota to go three and out and kick it to Cooper's gene. Sure. Uh, I mean, but it's it's still going to be a low score. I mean, literally, the Iowa cannot pass the ball. Nope. It, they completed two passes in the last three quarters. Yikes. It's so brutal. I mean, brutal. And so many of them just got deflected or just 
were not timed correctly. And I'd love it if they could add some quarterback runs to the mix because I think those plays will be open. I don't think the Gophers are worried about Deacon Hill scrambling, quarterback draws, any of that stuff. Occasionally I will run a bootleg, but that's as crazy as it's going to get, I think. Yeah. So it's going to be really easy to scheme. So, okay, we've got games coming up, 2.30. Is Iowa's win streak extending to, to nine straight? The, their longest ever against the Gophers is going to get even longer. All things must come to an end. Ooh. And it ends this weekend. Gophers win. Final score. Uh, 13-10. Field goal Ugh. as time as time runs out. Oof. What's going to happen if you if you get that scenario up to that field goal, but then the Gophers miss that field goal? and then the Gophers lose it in overtime. Will you be okay in that scenario? I'll be fine. I mean, it would be, you know, apropos as a Minnesota sports fan, a football fan, to lose on field goals is what we do. Okay. You know, I kind of said early on in the year, I thought Iowa was going to go 9-3, and three, and I thought this was going to be one of the losses. Uh, I was out, been outplayed by Minnesota the last couple of years, but I was just kind of done. I think opposite. you have picked picked Minnesota to win this game two three years in a row. I think maybe. Oh, have I? Oh. You well, certainly did last year. I think you certainly picked Minnesota to win last year. Okay. No, you don't think so? Maybe I did. I don't, I, I honestly don't remember. I don't I don't have the that last year's of Iowa. I mean, it's we can play back the tape. But yeah, I, go I back remember. and listen to our episode of last year if you want to check the tape. It's there on Spotify. Or wherever you get your podcasts. But it's just, it's not like I, I have any hope of Iowa. I, Iowa's road to victory. Like, no, no, I don't think the Gophers are going to like steamroll Iowa. It's going to be close. Games, all the games, all the last five games of the year, excluding any potential Big Ten championship game, are going to be close. There's absolutely nobody who can or will blow Iowa out, barring a bunch of Iowa turnovers. And the same is true. Unless the Gophers turn it over like four times, if the Gophers turn it over four times, then Iowa will win, you know, like 20 to seven or something. If there's a whole bunch of turnovers on the Gophers. But it's if possible. there's no turnovers, the Iowa-Wisconsin game was 7-6 after three quarters. Iowa pushed it to 10 with a drive that started midfield and they got like one first down and were able to kick a field goal. They got two points off of safety. And then they got a what's fumble. The, what's the weather in Iowa? Is because it, it's supposed to be raining here. Is it a cold, rainy day in Duke Slater Field at Kinnick Stadium? Iowa City weather. I mean, not that it matters. I, I don't think it's going to change the game plan in any way. It's not way. like yeah. Oh no, their awesome right. passing game is going to be off the table. But, oh you no, know, wet, slick ball. You know, freaky things could happen. Well, yeah, fumble recoveries are a big yeah. thing. Uh, how those I mean, work that, out. That might benefit Iowa, I guess. Mostly sunny in the 60s. It actually okay. sounds like a pretty lovely October day. But, I mean, for a while, I, I don't know, Iowa's fumble recovery luck wasn't very good until it got good. I mean, Wisconsin fumbled it, was it three times? Two times. At least two times. And they recovered both of them. Uh, actually, three times. It was three. They, they had three fumbles, and Wisconsin recovered all three of their fumbles. And finally, Iowa I recovered the fourth Wisconsin fumble, and then Iowa recovered its own fumble. So, yeah, that was kind of weird little plays. It's going to be, I mean, one or two plays. 
I can't, I, there's just nothing I think, I mean, if Iowa had, if this were two weeks ago, or, you know, I, and Iowa has Eric all, I think that's enough for me to feel like Iowa probably can get enough plays in the passing game. They can get a couple of big throws to Eric all. It's not going to be much, but it wouldn't have to be much. But now there's nobody that they're going to throw to that's going to consistently get open, even against a not great gopher pass defense. I mean, and then gopher's pass defense is actually terrible. I don't know how much it's going to matter. I don't know who's going to get open. And right now, they might have one of their other top four tight ends, but maybe, maybe not. I mean, it's mostly Steve, Steve Stilianos and then some freshmen that just haven't had a lot of reps. So Iowa could win. Iowa could lose. I, I just feel like Iowa's used up all their luck the last couple of years. So we'll see the Gophers extend their streak. It won't be a, a, a shock if Iowa and wins, I guess. Gophers, Gophers end the streak is what you're saying. Uh, well, it won't be a shock, yes. It won't be – I think it's more likely than not that the Gophers win and the streak ends. It won't be a okay. shock, though, if Iowa is able to extend it either. Sure. This is just going to be gross and pleasant. Yes. I don't know why you would do anything but take the, the under on this. It seems as low as it is. So you <laughs> like, don't see a 55 nothing type scenario happening here? No. The days of Iowa being able to do that to anybody are long gone. Back in 2008, Iowa didn't have a great offense, but they had a good offense. So, hey, if you turn the ball over, Iowa can do enough good things that they can uh, steamroll you. That just doesn't happen. Hardly ever. So, where are we on the Ference Point Watch? Oh gosh, I mean, could, I forgot all. About, I mean, we're not I even mean, close, look, obviously. I know, but here's the thing, though. Like, if you win out and you win the Big Ten West with a one-loss record, but and you score in like you know twelve points a game, do they? What do they do? What what happens? Right? Are you not concerned about this? Like, is this not like the, you know the Worst case scenario for an Iowa fan? Uh, I, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm on Twitter now, and there's a uh, a Twitter account. The Brian Parents Points Tracker is is the Twitter name, uh, and it's making me laugh just seeing it. Um, so, and then there's a website. I mean, 15 points of which conservatively five of it goes to the defense. You really could argue another three points goes to the defense and special teams as well. 131 points scored. Oh, it's not been updated. Um, 194 points remaining. Average point is 27.20. This one hasn't been updated. Iowa, uh, again, scored 15 points. <laughs> There's a chat bot. One need to ask me if I have a question about the Brian Ferentz points record. This is absurd. Uh, what a what a time to be alive! So the total points now is 209, and needs to be up to 325 by the end of a bowl game. So it's got to be yeah. They're 20, averaging 20 20.5 points a game is what I'm or 20.9 points a game. So they got to average like 28 point something, I think, the rest of the way. As it goes up, I mean, no, I, I, I'm, am I concerned? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I do think there's a chance that, yeah, Ference, this is a, a, as Ferency a season as is possible. 
that Iowa finishes 10 and 2, which is what I think Iowa's going to finish, 10 and 2. And it's possible that Iowa goes 9 and 3 and also makes the Big Ten West Championship. It's not like if Iowa loses twice, they have no chance of making it. It could it would just be a big tiebreaker so mess. The Hawks but, have a have a bye after this weekend. Sure. And then right? yeah, yep. And then you play Northwestern. So I mean it really it is a big game for Iowa, like no doubt. Just for I know oh, yeah. you're saying it's not a must win, and we know that, obviously. It's, it's not. not a must win. In the way that it is for the Gophers, right? I mean, the Gophers right. had a horrible game against Michigan. They've had two weeks to stew on that horrible Michigan game. Gophers lose this. They're, they have a losing they looked, record. They looked past Michigan was what happened. They were just looking past them. Maybe. That would make more sense. But then Michigan is, or Minnesota is all of a sudden a three joke. and four. I know. I know. I played it straight. It was Minnesota. If I, Minnesota loses to Iowa, they're three and four. Losing yeah, record in the Big Ten. done. And then they got to be Wisconsin to like salvage the season. I already, Gophers, you know, we already talked right. about that. Gophers are at fans are apoplectic. The big 10 West title hopes are completely gone at that point. 0% chance. Almost just almost no scenario where Gophers can win the big 10 West. And then it's well, basically about, but have gone, you know, I don't know. The last win in the last month would have been Louisiana. Right. And then before that, you'd have to go to Nebraska, Nebraska, or um, no, that's right. So lost to North Carolina, and then they they played somebody before North Carolina, but it doesn't matter. I don't remember who they're. They, it was Nebraska, then somebody else, their other non-conference game, and then, but it doesn't matter. Then the Gophers just really have nothing fun at all to hang their hats on. I mean, it's none of the exciting games. Nebraska is the high point of the season, and it's the first one. So yeah, I, I it. Ugh. But Minnesota, or if, if Iowa wins this game. I mean, they really have a month before a real challenge, I think, you know. Well, it's Rutgers, tough. Of, Rutgers, but you, then you have you, – I mean, I was four straight home games. Right. They, only, they only have one more road game before the season's over. That's crazy. Yeah, the schedule's worked out. They're, they're at home. Um, technically, one of the games is at Wrigley, and then they, they play played at Nebraska. What, only played four road games? Well, yeah, but it's because one of them is going to be at Wrigley, and then, um, yeah, I don't know. So it's it's technically a road game. It's not a home game, but it's a favorable schedule. But it's tough for me to look at that and say, like, the only team that I think, okay, I will really, really has an advantage over is, like, Northwestern. Because that's a team like, okay, Iowa can shut out, and they can score 13 points and beat Northwestern. Everywhere else has a... a, a Anywhere from a, a decent to very good defense. And an, I mean, just I was not going to, the way I was plays, they just don't blow anybody out. Brock Hurd said that on the on the broadcast. Like, these are going to be one score games, with the possible exception of Northwestern. Yeah. So it's, I can't look at these five. I mean, I was not that great of a team because their offense is so abysmal. That's the thing. It holds everything back. So you can't look at this and say, oh, I just look at their schedule. They're just ter- terrible teams. Yeah, the teams on Iowa's schedule are bad, but Iowa has. Uh, an offense that is as bad as terrible and half of it isn't functional. They, they can't pass. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's why I can't be like just super happy and super confident, even though those games are, are very winnable. So, well, I'm excited. Uh, this is a fun weekend for me, obviously. And for our podcast and for everybody that's listening, I hope you're all geared up and jazzed up, pumped for follow boy. 
and uh, for this big game on Saturday. What's the song? Can you give us a little snippet just so everybody can get a little preview? I don't. I don't even want to utter any. Is it that? I'm falling apart. Is that the song? No, it's it's like this is Saturday night. That's all. They just yell Saturday night over and over again. It's terrible. It's like so. It's like the Monday night football song, but just just yes. a Saturday. I don't. I think they they must have written the song for this season. I don't know. Yeah, it's like the it's like the stupid Monday night football song. All yeah. my rowdy friends are here for Monday night. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Hank Williams Jr. Isn't that, is that most people's Monday night football song? They get a bunch of rowdy people over to their house for a, a yeah. real shindig on Monday night to watch football. Okay. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll have a very ugly game on our hands to break down in a week's time. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Go Iowa Awesome, for supporting the podcast. Floyd is coming to Minneapolis, baby! Woo! Bye, everybody.